Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Hey, welcome to the Bridge Podcast. We got a good one for you today. Um, I'm excited to introduce to you Brandon Polk for our first guest. And he is the owner of Plus 40 Fitness here in Conroe. And Brandon's got a cool story. He really came right out of school and and studying kinesiology, studying fitness, um, just got real passionate about that and got in the business and decided he wanted to be a business owner. And uh, I enjoyed his journey. I enjoyed hearing his story because he, he has a passion for the city and he has a passion for people's wellness. And he's got a unique perspective on it, a unique spin on the, the model that they have over there and just kind of a new space in a new building. He's got a cool um, mission for his business and he's making an impact with the community. And, and you're going to be surprised by one thing he says uh, that is a little different than what the title of his business might lead you to think. So I can't wait for you to hear this. Uh, enjoy the episode with Brandon Polk. Hey, uh, welcome back to another episode of the Bridge Podcast, where we are connecting commerce with community. And we're excited today. We've got a great guest. Uh, We've got Brandon Polk, who is the owner of Plus 40 Fitness here in Conroe. Welcome to the show. Today, yeah, man, uh, I wanted to get you on like we were talking about off air. You know, I wanted to just kind of hear your process and journey and kind of a little bit about your background, how you got into owning a fitness studio or you know, a gym. And, and it's really kind of cool to, to see what you got going on over there because you're in a new spot and you guys are growing and the word's getting out. So, kind of take us through a little bit just after college when you got into sort of the fitness industry and then kind of take us to the to present day, absolutely. So, uh during uh, my college days at University of Houston, I uh, was doing a kinesiology and some health stuff over there, and uh, I saw that there was this unique position, personal training spot open at a place called Plus 40 Fitness mm. in Conroe, so I, I went out there, and uh, he showed me the the gig over there, working with older people and people that didn't want to be in a big gym and stuff like that, mm-hmm. more private, one-on-one, and uh, you know, I fell in love with the place, personal training there for five, six years, came out to Conroe, mm-hmm. I was trans, uh, trans, uh, was transporting back and forth from uh, Kingwood and then uh, moved out here and uh, I bought it five years ago and mm-hmm. uh, so that's where we are, a new location right there on 336, and yeah. that's what we've been doing ever since, man. Yeah, it's cool, man. And and. So you kind of have a fitness background. What made you decide kinesiology? Like, you know, you obviously didn't know fast forward 10 years or so that you'd be owning a gym. But uh, what made you get into that kind of thing? Right. Uh, You know, just uh, always been athletic with sports and stuff like that. So it always be that's always the field I was interested in. So uh, that's why we decided. to Yeah. So uh, talk to us about sort of your 10 years of of being there at Plus 40. and just some of the cool things that you kind of see throughout the community, some of the things you you like most about the dynamic and the model, because it's a unique model, right? It's yeah. Like you said, it's kind of private. It's for fe- people that maybe not in their 
necessarily athletic prime anymore, Absolutely. but they're trying to stay fit. So what do you like about all You that? know, uh, the cool thing is that uh, I get stories all the time about uh, uh, that we're able to stay active when they go on vacations with their grandkids or whatever. They're able to play with them more. They're able to to uh, carry luggage and stuff like that mm -hmm. without – they don't need help. And that's what I'm all about. You don't want to be sedentary when you get older. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's all – I, it's the sad stories when you see people older just sit in front of the TV and stuff like that. So uh, if they can just keep moving, I feel like uh, they can do a lot. Yeah. So. Well, what makes your place unique? Kind of like, uh, you know, I know it's obviously kind of an intimate little setting, obviously, and right. it's one-on-one -on -one training. Is it you have hired some trainers, or is it you training everyone? So on the uh, on the main on the main trainer there, we just hired another one. Uh, so she works the afternoons, and uh, it's a female. So if you're not comfortable with a male, right. I, I mean, I'd, you can work out with her, but. Uh, um, what makes this unique is our uh, equipment's on uh, air compression, so uh, uh, there's no wear and tear in your joints, really. It's more mm -hmm. physical therapy-type equipment mm -hmm. uh, than going to regular gyms. So, mm -hmm. All right, so you get a lot of rehab people, too, like that are trying to... Right. Okay. So we do that. We build you up. Uh, a lot of people with knee surgeries, stuff like that, we get their knees stronger before they do the surgeries. I had one who worked out with me six months before their surgery, and they were able to walk uh like down the hallway at the hospital an hour after surgery, they were able to do a block around the hospital really? just just because their strength was so up on their knees yeah. and stuff like that. So. so how big is the place right now? 2,000 square feet. Oh, wow. uh, we also offer the Peloton. I mean, you see that on TV yep. and uh, the mirror as well. So mm. just stuff like that, some more private stuff that we can offer there exclusively at our Wow, wow. So w what are your thoughts on that mirror? That's a kind of a cool concept. Is it is it as cool as it looks on television? Absolute, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we offer uh, any of the classes that we don't offer at the gym, we can offer it on the mirror or whatever, and you can do it wow. privately. Or I've had five or six people do it at one time. We yeah. just all do the things on the mirror, so it's pretty cool. Wow. So how many how many people are signed up over there right now? Do you take memberships, or is it just kind of a per-session basis? Yeah, so or? it's a month-to-month. -month. We have no contracts or nothing like yeah. that. You don't have to turn long-term deals or anything. It's month-to-month. -month. But, um, yeah, we have close to 50, oh, close wow. to 50 clients. Uh, yeah. I'm booked 7 a.m. to 12 for my for my sessions every day. Dang. So um, we like to build up that afternoon class roster or whatever okay. so uh, but um every 30 minutes we got a new person coming in there and uh you can work out with your uh, uh your spouse or you want to work it by yourself or you bring a friend along or whatever or if you just want to do it by yourself you can okay whatever. okay well that sounds that's i mean that's pretty unique concept obviously i start learning more about businesses that are in conroe and uh you know i, I got your name obviously from a mutual friend and and uh came across it the other day i didn't even know it was over there i for some reason i thought it was where were you before uh we were right next to the conroe high school uh, yeah the that's BBVA. What I yeah we were over there and that was a uh, 3500 square feet was so it? just uh okay. we offered like uh massages uh, infrared sauna stuff like that at our old location but they actually bought my infrared saunas at the new location. Okay. So downstairs from us we have all kind of cryo um uh, oh wow um spas all kind of stuff down there so yeah all in one building right no there. that's cool so what what are you do, doing to kind of market uh the new location and mark for people like me who are living under a rock apparently and and didn't know you guys were over there so how do you get the word out and sort of i would think you'd partner with some of the area businesses that are right there at grand central because it's it's starting to blow up over there and you're in a great location right now right so our whole building is uh health and wellness stuff really holistic yeah. health so um i work really close with the uh the businesses in there and they refer people to me but i market social media mm -hmm. pretty hardcore okay the stuff but um 
the business uh, around us are all health related, so we just kind of piggyback off each other, mm-hmm. so we can all help each other out. That's cool. Building. That's cool. Yeah, uh, we had the president of the chamber, Conroe Chamber, in here the other day, and I didn't know if you remember or not of that, or what you're right. finding. If you are, what are the what's some of the value to that, and just kind of have you seen some connections there absolutely so i'm a member of the lake conroe chamber and i'm also a member of the hispanic chamber of commerce okay. as well so um yeah uh, referrals just through working through those uh, chambers have been fantastic yeah wow okay that's so that's, that's a so I, I recommend anyone that's starting a business or looking to grow their business to join to talk about your business get some people know you like you said like no one knows everything right. about all the businesses so like i'm sure there's something everyone can help each other out with. yeah yeah so uh you mentioned you just hire another trainer um, or you just have somebody else other than yourself. Yes, sir. And then you've got 2,000 square feet, 2,200 square feet. And so is there room for expansion on that floor or are you going to have to up and maybe buy your own building at some point? Oh, yes, sir. So we're always looking to uh, take the gym uh, to another location. We've looked at Woodlands, Montgomery. I mean, I actually, I mean, I would love to put a downtown building somewhere or yeah. buy an existing one or whatever to expand the business out to other fields or whatever. Right, right. Well, and, yeah, you can't move, can't leave Conroe, man. Oh, absolutely All your clients are here, I would think. I mean, do you have some from outlying areas, or are they mostly kind of right here? Yeah, we get some uh, from Cut and Shoot, uh, Willis as well, uh, Montgomery area as well. But, uh, yeah, mostly Conroe. So uh, we're not not leaving Conroe, and I got a long-term deal with yeah. Where we're at, so I can't go anywhere. So yeah, man. But why would you want to leave the fastest growing city in America, man? Right? Man, I'm telling you, it's uh, this is the place to that be. That area you're at is is prime real estate. This I mean, the- stuff's blowing up right down that whole loop. I mean, if you're going kind of that northwest, you know, direction, there's all kinds of stuff going in, and and uh, of course, in the epicenter of where Mark Grand Central is. Um, yeah, so I I wonder. Um, you played sports, you said, and you're, you, you're kinesiology and you're into fitness and you're training people. I mean, what, what do you, what's the fun part? Like, what do you like to see, like the way that you guys are growing in the community? Like, what do you like about Conroe just from what you've known of? You lived here 10 years or so, or right. if that, right? Um, so what do you like compared you know, to the day one where you're in Conroe to now? Like what's different? Right. Just the, uh, just to see the, uh, the growth is really, uh, Great. Right when I bought it, it was the Conroe Courier said that's the fastest growing city of the So I go, I go, well, uh, this is a great opportunity, right, to yeah. join on the. So just to see the growth and the the expansion of things going on, and uh, I feel like we could just do so much better. We get, so there you go. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so you, you're okay with all the the traffic and the people and the craziness that's going on, and everybody's got growing pains as you grow, of course, which you know from working out there's pain when when growth happens yeah um but uh we were uh, real scared to move to a brand new uh the rents more at this place than my old place and we moved there during 2020 the mm-hmm. pandemic so that was scary we had to be shut down for a couple of months right, uh, right. by the government so uh so that's a scary time but like i feel like we've made it through that process we're coming out on the other side and we're going to get back to i had uh where we were in 20 20- uh, before 2020, 2019 was a great year, and mm. I feel like we're headed back to where those numbers were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the people that survived, right, the last two years, if they could keep their head down and just make it, find a way to make it happen and, right. and not, you know, just kind of stay afloat, yep. and and now we're kind of breaking through, like you just said. Uh, what What's kind of on the horizon for your company, your business, as far as just 
what do you have any plans of doing any kind of events? Are you guys doing any sort of major like promotions that you want to maybe talk about? Oh, you know, um, I'll always, um, if you buy a month of personal training, you get a month of the classes for free. You mm-hmm. can try them out a month, see if you like that type deal. But, uh, we um we just did a health expo at the the whole building the Transmed Health Expo it's all 300 people walked through the door of that thing and uh, we got where, clients where out of that at? just at our building our oh, building really? just threw a health expo or whatever and we'll have another one of those I'm sure here in a couple of months so That's just awesome. to promote the business and stuff like that yeah I'd like to know about that I mean so I, next I didn't next time I'll for sure uh, yeah, yeah uh, next time we'll put it out there for sure cool and, and is that'll be on your Facebook page uh, and yes all sir that. yeah okay yeah no that sounds good um. Man, I, I mean, I like working out. I'm getting up there. I'm, you know, I'll be 50 this year, and uh, it's. I've been in the garage doing that since COVID, since I had to cancel the gym membership and never went back. So I just kind of stayed there. And uh, but I, I hear you're, you're speaking my language when you talk about fitness and working out, and that's pretty uh, passionate about that. So, so, so a lot of the there's a misconception you have to be 40 to work out there. I'm 36. I own the place. Um, sure. I mean, I worked out a. Um, couple of uh teenagers during the summer they wanted to get stronger before they went back to school so okay. i mean so 14 15 years old they're working out with me and they and those are where you really see the results when you're younger right yeah so like uh just those couple months and like they were able to do some uh some things uh to get stronger for sure with wow. me so 14 uh, i worked out and then we saw a 95 year old so i mean it doesn't matter what i like working out with the younger people personally because you can see the results faster yeah but i mean it's really cool to see if you can avoid surgeries and stuff like that for older people, that's what I really like to see. Frozen shoulders, stuff like that, working out for me for six months to see the things loosen up against or they wow. to stay active. That's really, really cool. So that's what makes me happy when I hear stuff like that. Yeah, so, no, that's that's awesome. I, I didn't realize that you kind of had more of an age group there than what is sort of advertised. You know, we all see the sign and r- kind of assume. Absolutely. That, cool. And people blow it off sometimes. Like, I'll give, like, some memberships away for free, and they're like, oh, I'm not even 40. Why am I going to use it? I go, well, I mean, you need to come to our place and yeah. check this thing out. I mean, it's much more than just some older people working out. I mean, we have a right. whole – a whole group, a community that works out there. I'd be a cool summer, not that I, you need any of my ideas, but uh, the, that'd be a cool summer deal, like a parent and a kid. Like when kids are out of school, you know, you do a parent and then kind of roll in like a, a discount for the kid or what I'm sure you do. Right, for sure. Different for we take for care. Ages. We take care of them for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. Well, I mean, if you, uh, you know, we're, I've talked to a lot of people about the growth of Conroe and we've talked about just um, if you had a wish list kind of, what you'd like to see happen in Conroe, you know, as far as just growth, expansion, what would you like to see come here? What would you like to see, uh, you know, just kind of developments go and different things like that? If you were to kind of wave a magic wand, what would you like to improve about it? Right. So I would like to see uh, more uh, downtown's beautiful. We've put a lot of money into this side of stuff, and that's only going to get better. I feel mm-hmm. the downtown area, but the surrounding areas, I think we could dump some uh, resources into that, mm-hmm. either Fraser or the other side of the tracks. We could definitely, because, uh, Grand Central is coming in. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the new Hyatt, the hotel and stuff like that. That's going to be great. But, I mean, I feel like surrounding areas, we could put some resources towards that as well with this growth. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of areas that seems like there's a lot of buildings that are around that might be vacant, you know, that people left and they're still kind of abandoned, you know. And I'd love to see new people come in like yourself and, and buy those or – refurbish them and rent them out you know do something to develop because there are some areas where we could maybe 
put a dust rag on and, and maybe spick and span that, that area a little bit. And I know that's, you know, our leadership is, is conscientious of all that, but uh, where would you, if you, if money was no object and, and you were going to buy a building and maybe expand like crazily, let's say you needed to triple in size, like what would be a prime location? Would you stay kind of in that area you're at or would you want to be in a different area? I think, Conroe? I, would, I think I would like to come to the downtown area for sure. Is that right? Downtown area for sure is where I would like to set up another location wow. at. For sure. Well, that'd be awesome. I mean, I think they could all, you know, get it, get a lot a, of business people down here that could come on their lunch hour. Ab- abs- that's abs- that's absolutely correct. That's uh, that you get be. a lot of a lot of people coming before they go to work and that kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, six thirty-seven uh, yeah. when they come off or whatever too. So yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. So are you? Where do you? Where's your? Where do you live? Uh, I live. I live in three thirty off right three thirty-six by the airport over there. Oh, okay, okay. So you're on the north side, okay. So what do you like? Is there a lot of stuff happening over there too? Like as far as expansion and traffic, I mean, are you finding that the growth, growing pains are the same over there as they are down here and kind of south side? The, so the traffic is definitely uh, picked up for <laughs> sure, right? Uh, I, I like getting home at the three o'clock rather than five, right? Because sure. I mean, and then the lunch, uh, lunch hours awful with the traffic that we're just building up so much, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, growing pains for sure over there. I'd like to see some... I don't know. Do we put in another lane or whatever? I mean, these, sure. are the, these are the things I'm thinking it's going to happen in the next four or five years. So definitely got to be on somebody's chalkboard, right? right. On somebody's plan board. Got to be uh, some infrastructure expansion, different things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But uh, well, man, I, I, what do you want people to know as we kind of round this out? And I'm, you know, I, I'm respectful of your time, but what do you want people to kind of take away and their impression of plus 40 fitness to be like they come and they have the experience right what do you want them to walk away feeling that's going to make them maybe talk about that to their buddies absolutely so you know i we were the cleanest gym before 2020 like i always want to be clean Mm -hmm. and a place where you don't feel like um you know it's just a dirty old dirty old gym or whatever like that so always try to be the cleanest gym in town and uh the experience is um private like i said earlier and uh personal whatever your fitness needs are that's not just one stick program or whatever yeah. and it's not a certain timetable for everyone it's just we go at your pace and we're going to get you to those goals that you want to be so yeah. whatever your fitness goals are we're going to reach them here at plus 40 fitness and wow. you're going to do it in a private world-class facility wow that's i mean that's enough to talk about right there i mean if that didn't get people excited i don't know what will and so You'll be blowing out of the, that square footage soon. I'm right. Sure. Um, you know, we, like I said, I think we have 50 clients. Hundreds always the goal. I always try to double okay. double that. And okay. uh, I think we're the only five-star uh, Google-reviewed gym in the whole area. So like, that right? So, like, um, that's awesome. what, so check us out. Our reviews, our stories on there. Uh, we're offer, uh, we've been on a CW39, Fitness Fridays. Okay. Like, they've done a couple stories on our clients. Uh, so, nice. like, we've done some uh, cool stuff. And, like, this your story could be the next cool story on plus one fitness perfect perfect way to end it right there and i appreciate you being here today man it's been great to get to know you and get to know your business because i'm gonna have to stop by and just check it out at the very least and uh, maybe talk about it to some folks and and i can't wait to see the growth and so audience i hope you got something out of that i hope you're excited about maybe working out it's never too late right it's never too late we got the cleanest gym you just heard it from the owner uh you need to stop by and check out brandon at plus 40 fitness but until next time he's been brandon polk We've been The Bridge Podcast. Stay connected. Hey, glad you could join us again. I've I've got a great guest today. I've got uh, Brian Hayes, who is the executive director 
uh, for the Montgomery County Fair Association. Uh, Brian's got a long uh, list of experiences with this type of work. He's worked for the Houston Livestock Stock Show and Rodeo. Uh, originally came out of the oil and gas industry, but uh, in college got around, uh, was involved in the animal science degree and really got to get back to some of that by being involved with the, the fair and the, and the livestock rodeo association. And so, uh, we got to talk a lot about the upcoming Montgomery County fair that is just like six days away people. And he's got some cool perspective, stuff that we didn't know. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't know. Um, just some really cool things that happen behind the scenes. How many volunteers? I don't think you really realize what goes into making this work and uh, just some of the good they're doing in the community because they really invest back into the kids, the next generation, uh, for all the money that they raise there and, and just the scholarships that are given, opportunities for kids. I think you're going to really enjoy this because, let's face it, when you go to the fair, if you're like me, you're thinking food and you're thinking carnival and rides and games and, and you're thinking leaving there with just a full stomach and and happy children uh, there's a lot more to it than that so i can't wait for you to hear brian's perspective on the impact he's making here in montgomery county hope you enjoy it hey welcome back to another episode of the bridge podcast and we've got a great guest today and it's it's fair season, folks, and so we brought in a guest, Brian Hayes, who is with Montgomery, the Montgomery County Fair Association. Welcome right. to the Bridge Podcast, man. Yeah. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so, man, this is a cool show. It's uh, We're just trying to connect commerce with community, and your part in the community happens to be at its highest point right now for about the next two weeks and uh so we're all getting excited about it uh it's here already which is hard to believe and we just kind of wrapped up the houston fair uh livestock show and rodeo i guess this week is kind of mm -hmm. the end and so we're loading up on the county fairs and talk about your background a little bit you were a little bit in oil and gas at one point for 10 years or so and then yeah. kind of talk about how you evolved into yeah, the fair so scene. uh it's been a really interesting journey uh, i consider myself to be extremely lucky uh throughout all of you know, since I got into high school, really, as far mm -hmm. as to get me to where I am today. But um, graduated from Sam Houston with an animal science degree in 2007. Uh, like any good animal science kid, you realize, uh, wow, <laughs> oil and gas evidently is the place for me. So, um, you know, I found my way uh, into some great organizations in oil and gas, and I spent uh, the better part of 10 years doing a lot of project management work, some non-technical engineering, um, process improvement, a bunch of really boring stuff, um, but stuff that's really transferable, you know, throughout life. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was with a one oil and gas company, I got introduced to some folks at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. I was managing our sponsor activation at the time, and so I kind of got to work with them very close for a year, and that's when I realized that, holy cow, there are, there are jobs in this industry, there are things that you can do to make a living in the uh, you know, the livestock show world or the county fair world or the Houston livestock show and rodeo world, whatever, wherever uh, you hang your hat. Um, and so I learned that in 2017. I begged and pleaded and uh, called them every time there was a job opening or something, you know, similar yeah. and um, made some good friends there. And finally, I was able to, to wiggle my way onto the sponsorship team there and had a fantastic, fantastic year with that organization. Uh, and then um, just kind of the opportunity in Montgomery County presented itself to me and, you know, had some very honest conversations with a bunch of folks. And then my wife and I started coming up into the area and we fell in love and um, 
decided to make the move and couldn't be happier. Yeah, no, and so you get to be around, I mean, the animal science degree may not completely be, get utilized, but at least you get to be around and feel like you're at home, sure. right? And yeah. so uh, how, do, how does this one in size, obviously it's considerably different in size compared to the Houston Livestock Show, but a lot of the same, I would think, principles and some of the same, like, models are similar i would sure. think on how you run it and logistics and different things like what what's the most challenging because to me that just seems like an administrative nightmare like i it just seems crazy and i know you got a good team but what's what's kind of similar in the fact that it's the biggest headache in that situation? yeah so you're you're right on you know from a mission standpoint we have right. similar missions you know the for the montgomery county fair association the mission is to support youth and uh, education in montgomery county uh, which means that all of uh, the proceeds of our fair or the, you know, scholarships we provide mm-hmm. or, you know, earnings, they all go directly back into the youth of the county. Uh, and so all of our money kind of stays home there and mm-hmm. we're supporting that way. Whereas, you know, Houston, it's a much bigger event. You can come from a lot of different places and that's fantastic, right? Um, they do a great job. But to your point, um, there is a significant scale difference, but you still have to do a lot of the same things. You know, yeah. we still have, you know, we have a, a great carnival. We have commercial exhibits, livestock shows, rodeos, concerts, you know, that's all still there. Yeah. Uh, and so really it just kind of depends on scalability. Um, you know, whereas, uh, you know, we might have a, a slightly smaller staff and, and you know, Houston likes to very justifiably boast their 75,000 volunteers. Wow. I would love to have 70,000, uh, 75,000 volunteers in Montgomery County. Yeah. We could definitely use them and we could do some amazing they things. Wouldn't be, they wouldn't be around sitting around twiddling their thumbs. No, we okay. could. Hey man, I'll tell you what, if I got somebody that wants to jump in and do some work, we'll, we'll find something to do. I yeah. No, but, uh, you know, we're a great size event. We're, uh, somewhere in that probably 50 to 60,000 range right now. But, you know, with the growth of our county uh, and the growth that the Conroe will really just, I guess, everywhere in the county is kind of booming at the moment. There's no reason that, you know, we shouldn't be looking at, you know, growing by 25 percent in the next five years and, you know, 35 percent in another five years or something. There's yeah. really uh, a fantastic opportunity for for this event and this fair to be on the same growth trajectory as the rest of the county. So it's yeah. a really, really intriguing opportunity and, and there should be a lot of exciting stuff to come year in and year out. Yeah, no, I, I there's no doubt. And who knows what it'll look like in five years, but um, I hopefully there's enough real estate out there you know we're just gonna have to kick the airport i guess off that's right off that's their right. premises um so okay you're the executive director at the montgomery county am i right fair yes, association yep. so give us an idea because obviously you're good at delegating you would have to be uh give us an idea exactly what that role entails and just kind of what you have your hands in the most maybe sure yeah so i i'm supported by a great staff um we've got to, during the regular course of the year, we have two full-time, one part-time, uh, and then during fair time, we actually bring in a, um, a seasonal employee, and then during the fair, we have an intern, and we also have a lot of uh, fantastic support by all the volunteers that contribute to the organization throughout the year, and then obviously in fair time. But um, as far as my role, uh, there's, you know, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, it you know, I spend my day, uh, let's see, today, what have I done? I've gone out and I've, I've helped um, hang signs for uh, mm-hmm. our livestock barns or sponsors, helped uh, direct where to set down storage containers and office buildings, um, 
you know, put up tents. And then I've also yeah. done things like, a, you know, working with my employees and, and we're ordering product from, you know, a vendor or something that will go to support our committees or support certain special events. Uh, it really just kind of runs the gamut from everything from, you know, back a house accounting to literally going out and hanging up a sign or, you know, wow. opening a gate or, or doing something on the grounds. And, and that's one of the things that I love about it is that, you know, I'm, I'm very, admittedly, I get, I get bored real easy. Yeah. And then I get real frustrated with boredom. So this job is perfect because there's always something random coming at you that you never know. And yeah. uh, if anybody, you know, listening has ever worked in live events, you know that, that that's what it is. It's just pure randomness all the time. That's crazy. And you got to be able to, to fly and, and adjust and pivot on the fly mm-hmm. uh, as things happen. Now, I mean, you mentioned you're ordering things and there's logistics and distribution and and different things that you're involved in from transportation and real-time stuff. Like, have you guys seen any of the the backlash as to what we're as consumers seeing with the whole logistical nightmare? And how do you navigate that water? Uh, Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you know, a good example is um, every year we have a provider, a sponsor. uh, So we have a number of sponsors that is part of their agreement. They'll, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe provide us equipment or a service Mm -hmm. or something uh, that creates value. Um, and one of them is, you know, we're an event that, uh, is an agricultural based event, but we, we use a lot of equipment that just happens to also be for agriculture. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you think about things like traffic, like tractors, uh, side by sides, um, vehicles, right? So one of our big sponsors, Buckaloo Chevrolet is last year we had a trouble finding trucks, you know, to be able to run in green entry. Luckily, uh, the great team over there has got a setup for this year, but, you know, it, it definitely impacts us. Um, you know, we've had to come in earlier with all of our, uh, you know, ordering of food, um, beverages, just yeah. materials and equipment. Um, you know, we had a, a snafu this week where we needed shavings delivered for our livestock barn, and the, the shavings company was having some, some trouble, um, no fault of their own. Uh, but, you know, it's just you never know kind of on a day-to-day basis wow. it seems like but you know it, it, as with things it's all kind of coming together is and it? and um, mm. th- the great thing about an organization like ours is that you know the mission is so pure and the reason it's there is so yeah so beneficial and so easy to get behind that there are so many people out there that are willing to drop whatever they're doing to help us or to come out and volunteer or to make that extra call or go that little extra mile when we need it and so um you know, tremendous support from the community, mm-hmm. tremendous support from our partners and our vendors, and, and you know, we'll yeah. get it done. Well, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm going to speak for the entire county because I'm going to say this might be the actually the first year in a couple years where we can just come out and not have to really worry about a whole lot, right? We're not fearful of a pandemic so much, and we're, you know, we, we can just kind of be mm-hmm. and just kind of, and I, I want to talk more about the main purpose of it and the students and the scholarships and things in a little bit. Uh, but so what can we expect maybe as, as just average citizens that are coming out to the fair, what can we expect that might be a little different that we haven't seen? Yeah. So, um, you know, just so we take a look back at 2020, we did make some accommodations due to, um, the ongoing pandemic situation. We met with, uh, county health officials, uh, a lot of state representatives and even some, you know, some, um, federal officials and really we're a very safe event from a, yeah. from a COVID standpoint. Most of what we do is outdoors, uh, open air. 
uh, there's not really a whole lot of what they considered at the time to be high-risk um, areas. Uh, but we did still make some accommodations. So yeah. we're very happy to be able to, to, to bring those events back that we did have to cancel in 2020. And so those are things like our Senior Citizens Day Assembly, which mm. is a fantastic event. Cool. Our uh, Kids Day Field Trips, which is uh, an opportunity for area yeah. schools to sign up and bring their class out and go to on a field trip for the fair. That's a time when it's not open to the public, so it's set aside just for the kids. Uh, and it's a fantastic environment. We bring in a lot of extra um, activities for them to do, and that's a lot of fun that we're happy to see back. And then uh, we have a, a special needs field trip day, which is our Sunshine Day, um, and that's one that that everyone is really yeah. excited to see back. I mean, that's yeah. one of the most special days on the grounds, I right. think. And so we're glad to have that back. Um, that's cool. Beyond that, you know, we've we've made some changes over the the last year. Um, there'll be a few changes to the grounds, whether it be um, some new road frontage in our commercial exhibits area, giving more opportunity for, for shopping when you come and, and uh, have a good time at the fair. We've got a new um, 21 and up venue. So mm. if you were if you grew up going to the Montgomery County Fair, you will be very sad to see that um, the old Horseshoe Club uh, building, which was the uh-huh. the bar essentially uh-huh. on the fairgrounds, is is no longer there. Okay, uh, it it had reached its time, and um, so that is now going to be repurposed into Carnival. But we're actually we've erected a very very large, very substantial tent that will house. Uh, that will be the Horseshoe Club is kind of the overarching name, and then within that's going to be the Frost Wine Garden on one side, and then the Ranch Water Cantina on the other, with a stage and dance floor separating the two. So, wow. we're really excited about this big new venue that's very appropriately placed on the right in the center of the grounds. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that live music every night, uh, dueling pianos and a ladies' night on Thursday, okay. March thirty first. So that's going to be really? a fun time. Wow, yeah, do what the pianos and half price drinks can't, so concert, can't go wrong. Concerts, you kind of got me perked up a little. What anybody uh, we would recognize? Yeah, cool, yeah. So uh, um, Friday night to March twenty fifth uh, is actually going to be our our first main concert of the. That's fair. a week from tonight, people. A week from tonight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There you go. He just broke into a sweat. Yeah. So we're going to work that That's, out. We'll be all right. Well, a week from tonight, we'll be uh, welcoming Cody West uh, to us. Oh, and so okay. he's, a, he's a great Texas artist, kind of a regional guy um, that's getting some big hits. And I've got a bunch of family and friends that are really excited. I know they're coming in for that nice. concert. And so we're really excited about that. And then we'll jump right into Saturday, and we'll have uh, Sammy Kershaw and Aaron Tippin both joining us oh, that okay. night. So Those old people know who they are. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, we had um, we had to make a pivot last minute. We had a, just announced our concert lineup in January, I believe, or maybe it was, it was February actually. Uh, and two days after, one of our artists had to cancel. Wow. Um, so we pivoted, and and we were able to luckily sign um, Sammy and, and Aaron. And the response has been fantastic. I mean, it's going to be a, a great show. Yeah. Uh, they're going to perform individually. They're going to perform together. Uh, it's oh, supposed cool. to be a really good time. Cool. Um, but in addition to them, you know, if you follow our social media, you've seen we've been pushing out our, our live music schedule. We have live music um, on the grounds, I believe, every night but one of the entire fair. So okay. whether it be on our main concert stage with the, the folks we just talked about or, you know, some of our local artists mm-hmm. in the Horseshoe Club um, or, again, our dueling pianos on Ladies' Night. Okay. And then we'll also have some entertainment out in the barbecue cook-off on barbecue weekend. So okay. there's not going to be a, a lack for live music and fun if, you, if you're if you yeah. into that kind of thing. Yeah. We're, so what's the 
social media, give us an idea where to go find most sure. of the updates um, and schedule and stuff. So you can, first of all, you can go to mcfa.org, okay. which is our website. Uh, and if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there'll be links for uh, social media accounts. Okay. But if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can just search for the Montgomery County Fair Association and you'll find your way over to us and uh, okay. just give us a follow. That's probably our main communication source as far as, um, you know, whether it be concerts updates or grounds updates okay. or just general information uh, to get out to the general public. So a yeah. great follow and we try to have some fun with it and we try not to yeah. to... to do too much on it unless it's a good time. Yeah, did you uh, did you guys add any? I'm not a big ride guy, okay, but did you add any new stuff when it comes to the rides? Or because I remember there was some disappointment. I don't remember maybe two or three years ago. Might have been two years ago, but some didn't come for obvious reasons. Some did, and and then you you know, is there anything that people maybe you could spoiler alert us here and. Uh, so the only thing I can say about the rides is that the the carnival layout will be different. Okay. With the, and sorry, I'm about to cough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse man. Excuse me. Um, with the the Horseshoe Club building not being there, they're able to do some new uh, different things with the carnival. I know the past couple of years it's kind of been, again, back to the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of been a, a patchwork of carnival producers um, that were able to stay in business and and keep working and a lot of them partnered together and did what they had to do this year we're excited to have uh, crabtree amusements back in full force Um, so we're looking to have looking forward to having their full complement on site and you know most people don't realize it but we have over 10 acres of carnival uh, and that's a that's a pretty good walk if you go and hit them all so it is yeah yeah. it is well uh, what's your What's your poison when it comes to fair food? What's your Ooh. What's your go-to? Let's see. That's a tricky one. I mean, I've... You try to hit one of each by the time the two weeks or the 11 days are up? Or? It's really hard for me to pass up a corn dog. Yeah. Um, and the same thing goes for a funnel cake. Those would probably be my, two, my top two. But it's, you know, turkey legs are a fan favorite. Oh, if yeah. you like turkey legs, I like good old fashioned carbs. So, okay. you know, fried. Yeah, yeah. If you hit me with something fried, I'm probably going to not <laughs> complain too much, but, um, you know, I'm going to have my fair share of corn dogs. I'll probably share a, a funnel cake or two with my kids. Um, and then I don't know, there was some amazing bacon wrapped stuff out there yeah. last year that, uh, they're finding new things to wrap bacon in. I'm not, which is I'm not sad about it. No, no, it's fine with me. Yeah. It's and fine. then once you, once you get into our second weekend, you know, there's so much barbecue Cook on the grounds off. Yeah. that it's just, you could go crazy yeah. out there just sampling barbecue and walking around and smelling those smells. It's, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many teams are there this year? I want to say there's same a, every year, right around one thirty. One thirty. Yeah. So last ton. year we scaled it back on purpose uh, or purposefully. I should yeah, say, yeah. um, this year we're not, we don't have any limitations on that. So we went back up to, to about 130. I think the high we've ever been is in the 140s or so. So it's going to be a full packed fun time. Dude, I'm yeah, that's speaking my language for sure. Uh, any uh, favorites out there to, to win this year? Do you got any? Any? You know, who's the money on this year? I, I'm not gonna. Can't put a name on it. It'd I can't be, put a name yeah. on it because all my friends that's will cuss right. me that's that right. are in it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, there's. I knew that was a trap, but yeah. see what you I don't, do. I purposefully don't judge that event. Just like our junior competitions, we okay. have, um, you know, in addition to livestock. Yeah. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is that we really run the gamut with things that kids can get involved with yep. on the grounds, from not only livestock but um, 
our non-livestock competitions, which could be, you know, wood and metal working, baking, sewing, yeah. photography, uh, candy making, all kinds of stuff um, to our uh, we have a robotics competition where, which is one of the coolest cool. things yeah. ever, um, where these unbelievably talented kids come in and they have a a robot that is essentially made of, of Legos and then some motorized pieces with programming capabilities, and they're given a, a list of tasks that they have. Each robot has yeah. to compete. That they, you know, however many tasks you complete gets you. Anyways, wow, unbelievable event. But back to my point of. Uh, I don't judge the barbecue cook-off. I also don't judge the non-livestock show mm-hmm. because I want to go in and just eat all the things. Sure. So, you know, if there's some candy or a beautiful uh, jalapeno cheddar bread yeah. or something, you yeah. know, like that, that, you know, our wonderful volunteers are working hard to judge and place an order, I just get to go in and pick and choose. And so, yeah. you know, I do the same thing with barbecue. If, if there's something that catches my eye, you know, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll sneak a pair of tongs in there and grab me a bite yeah. or so. It's not fair to you Not fair to you to make you have to judge all that stuff. I don't want to limit myself. That's you right. You know, I want to be able to consume as many unhealthy goodies as I can. Yeah, and so do you get to judge, I hear you say, the livestock uh, part of that at all? You no. don't do any judging oh, no. at all. No judging. But you're around... Some yeah. of, uh, so you're back kind of in your element a little bit and, and you like that. So what is, what's your favorite part of yeah. the fair entirely? You know, it's tricky, right? Cause the easy answer for me is livestock, yeah. right? As far as, um, if I was going to, you know, have a cop out answer, so to speak, yeah. the livestock barn is where I can go to, to find, you know, calm, so to sure. speak, you know, there are certain smells and certain sounds and feelings that, that bring me back to my childhood and my time showing, but you know, my favorite thing is like, I had, I worked the gates a little bit last year. I did a little bit of everything, and um, it's just the excitement on kids' faces. Yeah, that's the best part of the job, right? Wow. You see a kid that walks up to the gate, and their eyes get real big when they see the Ferris wheel or a roller coaster go by, or maybe they're seeing a, a you know, uh, someone their age walking a cow through through the livestock barn, and and they maybe have never been that close to a cow in their entire life, and just the the look of wonder and the big eyes and the jaw dropping. That's, um, that's what makes it makes it worth it. You know, yeah. in addition to the support that we give, which is um, all comes as a direct result of the support of the people of this county and our partners and volunteers. Yeah. You know, we we get to change people's lives and like, that's a real thing. You know, we, we put kids, help put kids through college. We, you know, help prepare kids for later in life or give them a skill that they may not otherwise know they had. And, you know, there are just success stories after success Mm -hmm. stories of people that, um, are, you know, better because of, you know, whether, whether they're opportunities or because that one of our volunteers lended them a helping hand at one point or, you know, just involvement in this type of industry. Um, and it's not just a money thing. I mean, it's yeah. a, you know, there's there, when there are people that are as passionate about helping each other and helping kids and, and giving back to the community, uh, it's really hard to find negatives in the, in the whole situation. For sure, man. I mean, I, but you probably would like, I mean, it's a, it's a nice feather in the cap to be able to put an amount on it saying, this is how much we gave away. Do you guys come up with an amount at the end and kind of, of let everybody we know? Do. I was gonna, well, of course I mean, we know. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. We're going to get out of here without. So no. what are we proud about when yeah. it comes to numbers? Uh, so in 2021, um, we gave away $150,000 in scholarships, yeah. uh, which is a fantastic total. But um, the bigger number that you probably want to hear is yeah. that uh, we were able to commit 
over $1.3 million back to the youth of Montgomery County last year. And so that's well over a million and a quarter that goes right back into the pockets of our future and and to support them either in their future uh, fair ventures or in their Mm. college education. So we are extremely proud of um, what we're able to provide. And again, that's a direct result of the people that come out and enjoy the fair or volunteer or our corporate partners or donors, you know, the fair is one of those things that sure I'm, I'm employed. You know, we have a team there, but, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't work because of us. Yeah. You know, it works because of everybody that comes out to help and support and, um, yeah, that you know, fifty or sixty thousand people make it doable, right? That's make right. it come off That's without right. a not without a hitch, but it, it, it happens and yeah. it runs smooth. But uh, dumb question: So where would somebody go? Is it is it too late to make a donation or no, to what would somebody not. need to do to to get involved that way? Sure. So we um, mcfa dot mcfa dot org is our website, okay. and that kind of is the hub for everything. Okay. But you know, from an involvement standpoint, uh, all you have to do is, is even if you just, all you do is go and become a member of the Fair Association, which okay. you can find through the through the website there. That money goes directly to supporting, you know, youth and building out our fair to be able to provide more. From there, you kind of open all kinds of doors, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're a new, somebody that's never been a member or never gone on our website, there's a lot of options once you start that membership process of looking at all of our different committees Mm -hmm. and looking for ways to get involved and to give back time and volunteer. Um, And so that's a great avenue. Uh, There are also um, always opportunities for for donors. Uh, We have a number of competitions, I mean, tens and tens and tens and tens of competitions for kids that um, you know, maybe we're providing cutting boards as a prize okay. or providing trophies, belt buckles, you know, all kinds of things like that that, um, you know, we are happy to pay for because, right. you know, it, it it is some part of the event. It goes to the kids, and we love that. Yeah. But those are all opportunities for people to say, you know what, um, maybe I'll go sponsor that kid's calf and the calf scramble, or maybe I'll cover the cost of, um, you know, that – that belt buckle or an award in the special needs show or something like that. We have a tremendous amount of opportunities to just make, you know, very small or very large contributions that, that impact people directly and immediately. And, um, you know, there are recognition pieces that of course go with that. So I don't want to go without saying that. I mean, those donors are appropriately recognized and thanked. Um, but man, it's just so easy to get involved in yeah. so many ways. And well, I think people take that for granted sometimes, or maybe they just are, you know, ignorance. Uh, in my case, is just maybe I think, well, you know, the they've already, you know, they've got their their resources kind of taken care of because it's fair time, so they had to get all that done ahead of time. So, what can I do, really? You know, but there are ways to still stay engaged. Mm-hmm. You said online, and uh, what about throughout the year? Like, you know, fair's over, but prep for next year starts right so i mean i don't know what volunteers are more probably the right in the trenches during that 10 or 11 days of the fair but what do you need from people throughout the year sure yeah it's a great question so it you know the fair is only uh 10 days i'm going to put an asterisk on 10 days remind me of that in a second okay um and that's obviously the the biggest need time, but it is 100% a year-round activity. Uh, and so that's a lot of fun for our volunteers. It's a lot of fun for us. There's a lot of camaraderie throughout the year. But, um, you know, there are activities that either need to be planned, revamped, uh, updated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, regular meetings or, you know, happy hours or things like that or stuff that goes on throughout the year. But to your point on a, you know, well, it's done, they have it covered, they don't need volunteers. And uh, tying back to our conversation earlier, if I get 10 more volunteers, that's a brand new competition that I can create. Mm -hmm. And that's another opportunity to bring in kids to the fair and provide them something, right? Whether it be a trophy, whether it be a scholarship, we don't know. You know, the more people that get involved in the fair, the more we can do. And Mm -hmm. um, really, volunteers are our only limiting factor. Hmm. So there's never going to not be a need for volunteers and for good ideas. Heck, we added added a new competition a month ago that's getting put into this fair. And it's it's actually a kids' barbecue competition where we have um, two groups of kids, a junior and senior division. Uh, They come in, and they're going to compete by cooking a – uh, pork chop to be judged, um, and they're going to get a number of prizes. But you know, it's something where there was an idea, and somebody said, "Hey, this there there are other places that do this kids cooking competition. We don't have it." Um, the individual that that brought the idea to us, he said, "You know, I've got a group of people that want to help," and and so we just kind of spun it up and ran with it. And yeah. so that's, you know, there's never a <clears throat> moment where there's not an opportunity to come with with either you know, service or thoughts or Mm -hmm. anything. And it's it's always evolving and always growing. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a suggestion box somewhere for the citizens to go and put in their two cents. But uh, no, I was going to let me know when you have a podcaster competition. I'll be out there, man. We'll be uh, all proceeds will go into the scholarship funds. But when I win that, let's I mean, all you got to do is spin up a uh, let's see, what would we call it? Public speaking media. How do you want to do it? We'll create it. Just a guy that likes to hear himself talk. I guess. No, you could be the chairman of that competition and we'll just Done. there you go Done. See? there you go okay i'm going to take you back to the asterisk for the 10 yeah thing. so uh really exciting that we just kind of started to publicize and there's a little bit of backstory and i'll try to be brief so last year we had to adjust our livestock show schedule and had um exhibitors coming in the day before the fair started okay we said well this is great for a number of reasons but it's bad for a couple specific reasons these kids don't get the normal fair experience right mm-hmm. they're here on an off night um a night when we're not open and they don't really get to go mm-hmm. out and be with their family and friends in the carnival or do things so we took that and we made a change this year we said you know what if we're keeping that same livestock show schedule we're going to open a day early mm. so the carnival and concessions will actually be opening on Thursday the 24th at 4 p.m. this year for the first time ever. Whoa, we're breaking news yeah, here. So, okay. Uh, we'll be, an, you know, in official air quotes, everything is open. Everything is at full operational. We'll still be a 10-day fair from that standpoint. Um, but if you want to come out and, you know, get your corn dog fix, get your roller coaster fix, whatever it may be from that carnival and concessions. Funnel cake in your case, right? Funnel cake. You can start doing that on Thursday uh, this, well, in six days, I yeah. guess. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that I always like to say is if I, I'm like you, I don't like roller coaster rides. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I did, that's the day I'm going to come because it's free parking, free entrance to the grounds. And it's probably going to be the lowest, no shortest No one's going to see me pass out. Nobody will see you pass out right. or do whatever, you know, yeah, people yeah. that don't sure. like rides do. Um, but it'll be the shortest line for rides. Uh, ah, you'll get to get the, all nice. your fun passes and everything will count for that day. So um, really neat opportunity that we wanted to put 
out for those kids that are going to be on the grounds to make sure they get the, the full fair experience. But we said, you know what, let's open it up for the public as yeah. well. And that's awesome. You know, just whoever wants to come, that's just icing on the cake for another day of carnival. Well, that's perfect. And, you know, I used to, I think they, they used to do team stuff. Like if you got, because baseball season's rolling around mm-hmm. for kids right now. And I don't know, is there a way for teams to kind of come out together and get maybe a group discount or is there anything available in that regard or how could you incentivize maybe bigger groups like that to come out or yep. have you so you know you're predating me a little bit on the the team um yeah we do have a number of options that are probably more financially beneficial okay. for large groups like that cool uh we have a fun pass option which is um for the carnival it's a carnival pass uh that will get you access to rides for free all week. Yeah, we yeah. have some day pass options. Um, those are pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. One way to save money is to buy tickets now. If you're planning on coming okay. out on the weekend, uh, right now our tickets are our adult tickets are five dollars cheaper than they will be uh, at the gate on the weekend. So those go for ten dollars okay. online. Which, if you again go to mcfa.org, there's a big red button that says tickets, uh, and you'll yeah. be able to pick up as many as you need there. But then another thing that people don't really think about too much is that. Monday through Thursday, again, it's free admission and free parking. So to get into the grounds, to get access to the carnival, to the livestock shows, to all the kids' wow. attractions, exhibits, it's completely free. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you choose to ride rides or, you know, buy a Coke or something like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's going to have a, a cost to it. But as far as um, cost to access, that Monday that's through cool. Thursday is an unbelievable value. That's really good. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when we usually try to go, you know, I guess I'm, I might be a little bit of a cheapskate, but it makes room in the wallet for some of the That's unhealthy unhealthy options. If it was uh, me, I would, you know, if I wasn't... Kids, uh, we park or we eat, you decide. Yeah, you know? hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, no, I, uh, I, I've i loved this conversation. Uh, I do have a question for you, like, as we kind of put a bow on this deal. A um, lot of impact is made by this event. Um, what you do, all your team, your volunteers, like, everybody kind of culminates into... You said it earlier, changing people's lives, creating opportunities for kids that maybe wouldn't have it if this didn't exist. Uh, what, aside from just kind of being proud of the dollars that you invest back in the community and kids that go to college, what do you want people to walk away this year from the fair saying about, you know, when they get in the car, they leave and they get in the car and they're like, hey, that was, what do you want? I mean, aside from, oh, that was fun. What do you sure. want people to kind of, What's a lasting thing for people this year in your mind? You know, I think it's I think it's the same answer every year. We want people to leave, um, again, having a good time, yeah. which is a real easy answer. But, you know, seeing, seeing what the mission of the organization is, being mm. able to see it in the work that we do and understand that, you know, that ticket that they bought or that carnival ride that they're participating in or, you know, whatever it may be, that that money is um, – being used back in the county for the county kids for maybe their kids uh, and realize that you know you're not you're not going out and spending money at the at the carnival or at the fair you're you're literally investing in the future with with every cent you take every picture you take every single thing you do out there helps us to build a better future for kids and I mean you know, if I feel like if I could get that message across somehow, yeah, on a how roller coaster? Because I'm um, thinking, I didn't. That doesn't resonate when yeah. I walk in. I go right to the corn dogs, right to the ticket for the pass, right. It's, it's so how tricky, do you? How do people know that? Like, it's a tricky um, thing. It's a you great know? message, though. Uh, and it's just really about 
you know, getting people in the organization and volunteering and then them becoming advocates, right? right. Because there's only one of me, there's only, yep. you know, a handful of me and my team and we can only stand on as so many rooftops and scream. Yeah. But, you know, whenever you start talking about thousands of volunteers or mm-hmm. people that are just coming out to help, those are the people that then are going to go out in the community and spread the, the message yeah. of, um, you know, what the fair really means and, and what it does for people yeah. and how it gives back. So yeah. And we're doing it right now. Yeah. So people are going to listen to this. Yeah. And, so uh, with the new um, man, media, radio, I don't know what we're going to call your competition. Yeah. The, okay. The new chairman of that competition and I are doing that right now. Good. Good. Well, I'll get my uh, the ivory tower working on it, my producer, and we'll see what he can come up with. There you go. No, that sounds exciting. But um, Brian, it's been fun to meet you. It's been great to hear about uh, what's happening, things I didn't know about. I mean, you see the big shiny event when you walk out there and there's a lot of things within it that you don't always pick up on and you're trying to cram this event into two hours Mm -hmm. or three hours as a family but you don't kind of see some of the real impactful stuff and i'm glad you mentioned a lot of that because that's why we're here we want to know about lasting imprint lasting footprint Mm -hmm. that that the montgomery county fair association has so i appreciate it man you got any parting shots for the audience uh, the only things I don't think we really covered is first weekend, Friday and Saturday, um, we'll have a professional rodeo in the, the Wood Forest National Bank Arena there on the grounds. Oh, okay. So uh, the rodeo, uh, your, all tickets are general admission tickets. So okay. if you buy a ticket on Friday and Saturday, that'll get you into the rodeo arena to watch the rodeo. And then as soon as that ends at 930, you'll hear the band strike up on stage out front and you can walk right out and head over to the concert and have a great time. So. Yeah. Uh, really great evening, great date night um, to go to the rodeo and a show for, you know, as little as 10 bucks a piece. You can't beat that. That's not bad. That's not bad. And it's only in Texas that you would hear somebody say, I have to walk over to the stalls because the smell is calming. Oh, yeah. Only in Texas will you hear that, folks. So (laughs) it's been a pleasure. He's been Brian Hayes. We've been the Bridge Podcast. Stay connected. Thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Podcast TX. Uh, you know where to find us on IRLoneStar.com backslash TBPTX. And we're here on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Uh, glad you could join us. Hope you enjoyed it.